0: So, good to see everyone here today. Uh, Today, our message is entitled, Abide in Him. Um, In our intro here today, I wanted to kind of review what we went over last week as well. What are the steps to overcome our anxieties and our fear? And last week, we talked about seeking first the kingdom of God. When we do that, what happens? Uh, We're able to establish eternity in our hearts to make sense of the temporary things in our lives, right? It's when we establish eternity in our hearts that all these temporary things start to make sense. But if our pursuit is things that are temporary first, instead of the kingdom of God, we find ourselves very disappointed because temporary things are temporary. So they are made to fail, they're made to expire, they're made to run its course. That's just the nature of this world, unfortunately, even people. But in the midst of that, when we establish God's kingdom first, there's meaning behind these temporary things, right? There's meaning behind my life. There's meaning behind money. There's meaning behind our church, our family, our workplace, our going to school. All these things have meaning When we seek God's kingdom first. Seeking God's kingdom first doesn't mean like, okay, nothing matters and pray and hopefully God will provide for you. That's not the whole truth. (laughs) And it's very short-sighted. But we have to understand it's about building relationship. So how do we actually get to that point? How do we get there? Seeking first the kingdom of God. And today's passage is the answer. Abiding in Christ. But what does that mean? Abide in Christ. That's why our first point is abide. It's a verb. <laughs> and biblically, uh, the definition is to remain, stay, continue, endure. It's an, it's an action. All these things are actions. And this is what God is doing. And this is what we're Doing when we're abiding in Christ. We are remaining, right? It's not a past tense, it's, it's something that's continuing, right? And it's based on this relationship that we have with Christ. It's staying, continuing, enduring. All these things are happening, right? When we are abiding in Christ. But how, how can we? How can we do that? By his Holy Spirit. We have to understand it's not by our own strength because we are very limited people. We have limitations all around. But what God gives us is not limited by anything that man has, but it is from his source of grace. Grace is unmerited favor or undeserved gift. Why does God just give us this gift of salvation? Why does he just gift us this gift of relationship with him? For free. Because we have no strength. If we have absolutely no strength to get up, then how can we change? You just need to be given the strength. You are supposed to just you can't, since you can't get up by yourself, you need someone to actually lift you up. This is what grace is. Grace is not of an emotion. Grace isn't just like just a happy thought when you're at church. Grace is something powerful where in our in midst of our weakness, God gives us strength. And this is what he wants us to witness A witness is someone that has seen and testifies to the work of Jesus Christ. That's what we see in today's verse as well. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And it's that witness that confesses what they have seen. This is, simply put, evangelism. (laughs) Evangelism isn't just going to random people and sharing about, you know, going through like a little pamphlet with them. That is a way but day-to-day living, this is what evangelism is. It's for us to receive answers, to see and testify to what God is doing in our lives because it is good news. No one has to twist your arm to share good news, right? That will be kind of weird. If you have something happy to share, you're willing to share it. No one has to twist your arm. No one has to do anything to force you. Out of joy, you share So that's where we begin. Abiding in Christ doesn't come from ourselves, but it comes from relationship with God. And it's in abiding with him we see love, right? God is love, right? So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. So abiding in love means that you abide in God. What is this love, right? It's this agape love. If you look at the uh, Greek, there's several definitions of love, but the greatest of all definitions of love is agape because it means selfless, unconditional love. So this love transcends personal interests and desires and is not dependent on reciprocity or mutual benefit. Right? So all the other loves, like Eros, like Storji, or Phileo, uh, uh, fil- uh, which is like brotherly love, motherly love, and uh, intimate love, <laughs> all these things are limited, right? They're based on a condition, or dependent on some kind of thing, or it's some kind of mutual benefit. But agape is selfless, unconditional love, transcending all these personal interests and all these things. God is agape, right? Right. And abiding in agape love is to abide in God. So what are we doing then? We are loving with God's unconditional love. That's where our strength comes from. Our love is so conditional. (laughs) You won't believe how conditional our love is because we only care about certain people in our lives, right? We only love so many people. But to have unconditional love, that's impossible. That is only something that God can do. But it's that pool of agape love that we Receive strength to love. When we lose sight of God, we lose sight of our source to even love. And this is why we need to abide in Christ. To remain in him. Because then we're able to, right, draw from a source that is unlimited versus our very limited source of love, right? Our Patience is so thin. Our strength is so little. Like how can we love beyond what we the people that we already have in our family? There's enough to you know, enough taken out of me. How can I love all nations? How can I love all people of the world? How can I carry out the Great Commission? <laughs> how can I do these things that God is calling us to do? Because it was never meant for you to do alone. It was never meant to do out of your own strength. God is reminding us constantly over and over again through Jesus Christ why he had to come. We are not made to be our own savior. We are not made to love beyond our means with our own strength. It's all dependent on this relationship with him. And only then can we grow, right? Christ abiding in us perfects love in us. Right? Verse 17, it says, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world. He gives us confidence, knowing that he is doing that work in us. We're not by ourselves trying to make things happen. And I love this part of the verse, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Are you fearful today? Then pursue God's love. It says that fear is connected to punishment, right? And it can be a lot of things, including judgment, but also including things that we are worried about when it comes to life. And like we talked about last week, Fear can lead to apathy, where we're just kind of paralyzed. Or on the flip side, it can lead to hate, right? Because we've been scarred so much. And hate is tied to murder, right? Murderous thoughts. And that's what we see Jesus explaining. If you hate your brother, it is on that same line as murder, it's kind of like that flight or fight type of mentality. Either you're going to be passive and be apathetic. You'll be mindlessly working without purpose, right? I have a job. I have a career. I guess that's it, so I'm just going to work. Um, I, this past week, I had a, a conversation with somebody, and they said, you know, that through, through last week's message, I, I got to share with them, and this one uh, young adult said, I don't know where the years went. I worked for a company and then two years just went by and I, don't, I have no idea how it all went. And I was like, I was, I was glad that he's noticed that because some people, they've been doing that for like 20 years. <laughs> he caught it at two years, which is good. Um, and he started to think, right? And this is something that we have to be mindful of. When we live constantly in fear and worry and anxiety, time just passes by. We're busy. We're not doing it. When I mean paralyzed, I don't mean physically you're paralyzed doing nothing. You're paralyzed mentally and spiritually where you feel like, I'm not making any gains or I don't see any progress. I don't see answers to what I'm doing. And on the flip side, there's people that live in fear because they've been scarred so much, but instead of running away, they, they fight it, right? And this is something that um, we have to be aware of. In Christ, he wants us to know that there is no fear in his love, that in his love there is a path to rest- restoration, a path towards healing. It's only when we address these fears in the love of God that we start to process it. If we never process our scars, our fears, our anxieties, then it gets ugly. It keeps morphing, okay? Your scars and your fear, if they remain untouched, they change to the point where you will find yourself asking, why am I like this? (laughs) And you have no idea because it's been changing behind the scenes so much. That's how scary unresolved scars, unresolved fears, unforgiveness is. So Christ is saying, abide in me. Because he doesn't want us to remain in this pit of hell on earth, right? He doesn't want you to remain there, but he wants you to receive answers so that you can stand as a witness and grow. So we need to turn to him as our source of strength. Verse 19 through 21. He is the source of love. The source of love is God. It says, we love because he first loved us. Then how are we trying to love without God? Right? We can't. Or if we try, it's going to be very selfish love. (laughs) It's going to be something that I can benefit from. How are we trying to love without God? This is why there's so much fights in relationships. This is why there's so much conflict to the point, it's okay to have fights, it's okay to have conflict, but it becomes unresolved. And that's where we see so many scars and so many built up ammunition, right? (laughs) Um, That when the wrong things trigger each other, we use all the weapons that we have built up over time. You did this last time, you did this last time. And it gets really ugly. Is this, is this love? (laughs) Um, Could be, kind of, um, but it needs to be resolved. And that strength to resolve comes from Christ, because our confession has to connect with reality. If we say I love God, but you hate your brother, you're a liar. And you might think, uh, that's kind of hard, Pastor. <laughs> how, can, how can I love someone that has scarred me so, so badly? Once again, not that it is going to be easy. Once again, this is something that only God can do. And so we need to ask. But one misunderstanding that we may have is that love doesn't mean to accept everything people do but it's about us knowing how great the love of God is, how much God actually loves me, how much God loves the person that I'm praying for or the person that has hurt me too. Like, I need to look at myself in pity (laughs) because of how far I've fallen in sin. Likewise, that person too we need to have somewhat of a pity because of their spiritual state as well. It doesn't mean being pitiful, you know, show pity to everybody. It's not like that necessarily. But we need to see people's spiritual state. People, when they are spiritually desperate, they do very stupid things. And that's the problem. Understanding it, doesn't make it okay but understanding it gives us some understanding on how things have become the way they are. And by God's strength we're able to forgive. But forgiveness doesn't mean okay, we'll be buddies now. No. If the person is very much toxic forgive them but keep your distance. (laughs) Um, That's The wise way to go about it, Um, but you can still pray for them. Forgiveness isn't about the other person. You might have that kind of misunderstanding. It's for the other person. Forgiveness is actually for you. Forgiveness is for you so that each scar that comes your way, each thing that comes your way, you're able to resolve in Christ. Forgiveness is for you so find your source of strength because the source of love is God. So in our conclusion here today is, oh, oh, click. Our conclusion is first, abide in Christ. And that means for us to have relationship with him. Um, yeah, perfect. and. That's where we begin. If we don't have a relationship with Christ, how in the world will you gain the strength that you need to function, to find purpose in the temporary things? You're not going to be in your career forever. You're not going to be in school forever. You're not going to you know, see your children at the, that same age forever. <laughs> Everybody keeps moving forward. Things are very temporary. Things move on. Um, that's the mystery of time, right? But it's when we abide in Christ, all these things have meaning. All these things have purpose, a rhyme and a reason. So how do we do this? It comes back to the Word, knowing God's heart. That's how we know God's heart. It's through the Word. We can't know who God is without the Word. And then we pray. That's how we communicate. right? The word that we receive from our Sunday message, the words you know, that, that you hold on to throughout the week, maybe through your own devotional time, pray, holding on to those things. Communicate with Him. And then the works of evangelism just kind of happens because evangelism, like I mentioned earlier, comes down to the answers you receive from the word that you hold on to. We Need to be people of evidence. People that see the Word of God evidenced in their lives because then you have something to share. Then you have something of good news to be able to share with people that are in need of it. Today, what the world needs are witnesses, not people that just go to church, not people that just identify themselves as Christians, people with content. People with substance, this is what actually matters. This is what Jesus Christ showed to the world when he was doing ministry here on this earth. What he was giving to the people was substance. The sinners had hope. They no longer need to be stuck in the same cycle of sin, same cycle of hurt, same cycle of scars. They don't have to be stuck there anymore. So he shared good news. There's freedom. There is hope. There is forgiveness of sins. You are not worthless people. But to the religious leaders, Jesus, he condemned them. You brood of vipers. You speak the things of hell. You know, it's just like this religious lifestyle is very poisonous. And what, God, what Christ shows us is a gospel-centered life that we need to pursue. So as we start this week, hold on to the word because that's how we start to abide in him. Pray. If you haven't prayed before or if there's a part of your life that you never prayed in, start something. Even if it's for a few seconds, start that communication. And from that communication, establish evangelism and seek the answers that God is providing for you. And from that, you're able to share something of substance to the people that are around you.